my Lioness Queens. Today is July 13th, the second Tuesday in the month of July, and we are almost halfway through the year of 2021. Happy July, happy Tuesday, happy new year. I'm going to keep saying it because every day is a new day. Every day is a new day, and I'm so thankful for this new day to, to see, to experience, to feel, to love right? Every day is a new day. So happy new year. I hope you're still working on those golden vision boards. Um, I looked at mine actually the other day. In this month, my vision board, um, I had posted for the month to drive, go to a drive-in movie theater. And I have never, I haven't been to one of those in years since I was a little girl. And I looked up, there are a few that are out there um but the movies right the movies are really old and i'm like "Eh, do i want to see shrek do i want to see you know do i want to see these old movies and a lot of them you know of course they cater to the young people the kids which i absolutely love animated movies still um you know when you have children you go to animated movies and i truly believe they make them entertaining for the adults as well. And so that that's something that's on my golden vision board. And I'm going to try to accomplish that this month. So definitely keep living your life like it's golden, Linus Queens. <laughs> as Jill Scott said it, said it and sung it, don't put it off. Don't wait until things fall into place. Do it now. You should be living your best life now even if everything hasn't lined up for you because guess what we are living with delusional faith amen so welcome welcome to the lioness queen podcast where our motto is being residue free not allowing the residue from from a negative event you know in your life hinder you from moving forward where god is leading and directing you um, and, and the name Lioness Queen, if anyone's wondering, it stands for courage, hope, and faith. Although our goal is to help encourage women who've experienced the emotional trauma from divorce, all of our episodes encourage and empower women to live their best life. And I'm truly appreciative today for your support of the Linus Queen podcast, YouTube channel, and I am series women's empowerment session. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Linus Queen podcast and share this episode with someone you know today who may need to be encouraged. Also check out my website, www.iamthelionessqueen.com. I have some residue free journals and some really cute mugs that you would love to order. Well, all right, let's get into our episode today. And we're starting a new theme for the month of July. And that theme is called Delusional Faith. If you did not hear last week's episode, I'm telling you, check it out. It definitely blessed me because I believe God is taking us somewhere. He's taking us to a higher level. And in this season, we have to have delusional faith. And so this week's episode's title is You Don't Need Evidence to Believe.
we get started on this podcast, you know how we love doing it. We love starting out with a quote or a poem, uh, and we love supporting poets and their creativity, and we are so honored to do so. And so this week, I found a poem by Charissa K. Check, and it was published in 2018, and the title is called Let Go. <laughs> that right there, I I could probably preach off of that. Just, just, just those two words, let go. And so the poem says, let go. He says, let go. But my heart is stubborn, so I don't let go. What if it hurts, I say. I know it will hurt, he says. What if I fall? I say louder. I know you will fall, he says. But what if I can't get up? What if I can't go on? What if my heart breaks into a thousand pieces? It's all right. Just let go. No, I can't. I want to, but I can't. Let go. How? My heart will break. It is breaking already. So it will break. Let go. I can't. It hurts. Don't you know, my child, if you fall, I will pick you up. If you can't go on, I will carry you. Don't you know, my child? Don't you know? It is when it breaks that I can make you whole again. It is when it breaks that I can pick out these broken pieces that are hurting you. It is when it breaks that you can truly learn to love. You can rise again. You will rise again. Let go whoa whoa, boy i'm telling you that was (laughs) that was a powerful poem right there i don't know if you felt that but that was a powerful powerful poem that i'm telling you right now um letting go is not the easiest thing to do um (laughs) it's just not uh i love the end of the poem when You know, in the beginning, it it goes back and forth from me talking to God and God talking back to me. But in the end, God says, right, when all else fails, God's love never does, right? His love can make us whole again. His love can fix and, and mend and heal the pieces to learn how to love again. His love can heal you to get back up and rise again only if you let go yes i want to give this some snaps i'm telling you this poem was powerful for me um and i love the back and forth as if god was talking because he god is always talking y'all he's always talking even when we can't hear him he all he is always saying something oftentimes excuse me i would say it is our failure to listen to what he says or our failure to be quiet enough to hear what he is saying or it is our failure to focus it is our failure that we focus more on the distractions we focus more on our hurt our pain our wounds we focus more on what didn't go right we focus more on the financial setbacks what didn't work versus what God is saying in the now. 
And so I'm a true believer that letting go and letting God is the answer to living the delusional faith without evidence. Because if he said it, then we should believe it. I love uh, a, a song by Maverick City called Man of Your Word. If you have not heard this song, if you have not downloaded this song, I'm telling you, I strongly encourage you to do so. It is powerful. And it is a reminder that if God said it, then we should believe what he said. Because there is power, there's authority in his word. You know, um, I was thinking about this. You know, the Bible is written that there are a plethora of promises God has for his people. And the word is written in a way that his promises are always present. His promises are always current. His word doesn't get old. His word doesn't decay. His word is always applicable. His word doesn't lie. His word is truth. His word is living and alive. His word is a, is sharper than a two-edged sword that can transcend between realms. His word loves beyond measure. His word forgives all sins no matter what. His word comforts the brokenhearted. His word performs what it's called to do. His word can be understood in any language. His word is no respecter of persons. His word was there in the beginning and his word will stand until the end of time. There is power in his word. The promise is in his word. And if the promise is in his word, then we need to hold on and believe what God says to be true without evidence, without proof, without seeing with our own eyes. Now, I would say for sure, believing with evidence is easier to do, right? But believing without evidence, I I think it is one of the hardest things to do as a believer. And, you know, I don't know about you, but that is, is (laughs) it's challenging for me. I have been a believer for a long time. You know, you would think I have a track record and with my track record, I'm good. But, you know, I, I, I accepted Christ when I was in middle school, which has been, I mean, almost 35 years ago or so. And so I learned about faith. But applying faith to this journey we call life is a whole, it's a different story, especially when there's no evidence. I know I'm not the only one who struggles to believe beyond my five senses, right? And personally growing up as an only child, I feel like, you know, this is another uh, (laughs) strike against me being an only child. I believe conditioned, uh, me being an only child conditioned my mindset in a way to understand that this is my world (laughs) and the world revolved around me and 
when that was not the case, right? When it wasn't the case, I, I, I knew my parents would take care of me, you know? Um, being an only child, you, you pretty much, you get all of the attention. You get all the toys at Christmas. You, you get all the, you get birthday parties every year. I mean, the world, your parents, you know, made you the center of attention. Whatever activity you wanted to be involved in, you could be involved in it because they weren't driving multiple children here, there, and everywhere. I mean, pretty much I got everything I wanted as a child. But when it, it came to adulting, that was a horse of another color, <laughs> That is why uh, I would say that is when I learned that the world didn't revolve around me. And I had to not lean on my mama's faith. And, and I had to learn how to believe on my own. And I must say, it can be a scary experience when you have never believed on your own. And guess what? Life is the best teacher. I tell you, it's funny. Uh, I, I'm a high school counselor and I see how so many parents, um, they do so many things for their children that really students can do for themselves. And it's really disheartening to see how many young people, you know, go off into the real world and they don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to speak up for themselves. They don't know how to advocate. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to research things to find answers. They don't know how to uh, deal with conflict um, because, you know, everything was done for them. Everything was padded. In it. And so in a nutshell, I would say parents cripple their children to become so dependent on them that when they get out into the world, their children are lost not realizing that life is the road not taken, but taken. You don't have a choice in this journey. And life has some hills, has some valleys, has some detours. Life has some dead ends. And if you, and if you are not prepared, it's a rude awakening. And as a result, when these children become adults, it's, it's like they still need their parents in their life because parents always intervene whenever there was a problem let me contact mama whenever whenever I got stuck or I didn't know what to do let me contact mama versus the children learning and figuring out things on their own you know um and then it gets to a point when you know I would say parents cannot provide certain things because this also can go towards giving children everything that they've ever wanted and when a parent cannot provide that, some children get angry. Some children get nasty. They stop speaking to their parents. They cuss out their parents. They make harsh comments. Or even some hurt their parents all because they could not get what they wanted. And then have the nerve, right, to try to apply these same tactics on God, which do not work. Yes, you know, God is our heavenly father, but we are not to apply our faith in a way like he's a heavenly vending machine. And yes, I said it. Sometimes people treat God like he's a heavenly vending machine and he's not. Whenever there is something we want, 
then God will give it to us. No, that's not how it works. That That's not who God is. That is not how God operates. Now in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 lists multiple people who demonstrated an act of faith. And I would say extreme acts of faith. I would say delusional acts of faith. But the one that really stands out for me is the one uh, who demonstrated delusional faith masterfully. Delusional faith without evidence. And that was Noah. Hebrews 11.7 says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. You see, Noah put his faith into action. Not based on evidence, but just based on obeying the voice of God. There it is again, believing what he said. Just based on what God instructed him to do. Just based on the will of God. Just based on believing in the power of God. This is what I call delusional faith. Noah believed without evidence. Noah believed without seeing a replica of what God instructed him to do. Noah believed without a paper blueprint. Noah believed not within himself, but believed that with God, all things are possible. Noah believed God would provide him the resources to do so. And lastly, (laughs) Noah believed although he was the laughing stock of the town. You know, after a hundred years, one would think that he would stop believing, but Noah still believed. Noah still had crazy faith in what God was doing through him. Remember, I always talked about that through and not to. What God is doing through you. Noah devoted 120 years to building the ark, which he had no clue how everything was going to work out, how it was going to happen. But all he knew was God was going to do something. That's what we said last week. All I know, all I believe. I don't know what it is, but I know God is going to do something. That's the mindset that you need to have right now for your life. I don't know. All I know is God is going to do something. And so as Noah was building the ark, he tried his best to to preach to the people. But it landed on deaf ears. They wouldn't listen. They did not believe beyond what they could see. All they knew was that Noah was building something that seemed crazy, ludicrous in their eyes. But nevertheless, Noah did not allow their negativity to distract what he believed. This is what God is speaking to all of us today. You cannot allow distractions and naysayers to distract you from believing in God and what you need him to do in your life today. See, I believe one of the reasons why Noah could believe without evidence is because faith was a constant for him. Let me say that again. One of the reasons why Noah could believe because faith was a constant. Faith wasn't an occasional act that he did on a Sabbath day, but it was something he applied in his life every day. He applied faith in his life, but more importantly, he applied it to his mindset 
We, we, we've used that word mindset over and over because that's where the battle is. It is between your two ears. The battle is nowhere else. It is in your mind. That is what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to take out your mind. He's trying to take out from you believing in God's word, from believing what God has promised you. See, Noah did not make decisions without faith. He didn't go places without faith. He didn't build that ark without faith. He did not compromise his faith because of people mocking him. He did not allow the naysayers to distract him from believing. He did not build things without faith. He did not love others beyond themselves without faith. He did not believe in what God could do without faith. This this is where God is trying to get us to. A place where all we know is faith. All we breathe is faith. All we see in the supernatural is faith. All we speak is faith. And all we believe is faith. See, it wasn't that Noah was perfect. But it was the fact that Noah walked with God. He was a righteous man, but he believed in every ounce of his being in God. Now, Noah knew God to be a man of his word. If he said it, Noah believed it. The question is, do you? God is a man of his word. And he is not asking you to have a large quantity of faith. (laughs) All you need is a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen the size of a mustard seed, I'm telling you, that's all God requires. He doesn't require a big quantity of faith, but just a mustard seed. He, He is just asking for you to make faith a constant in your life where you breathe faith, you taste faith, you see supernatural faith, you walk in faith, you talk in faith, you agree with this word in faith and you act accordingly through faith. Definitely believing beyond what we see in the natural world requires courage. But being courageous requires weakness (laughs) and it is in that place and space in your weakness that God meets you where you are and in that space he infuses his strength in you it wasn't Noah's strength it was his weakness that God used to infuse strength to withstand the negativity to withstand the doubt to withstand the slander and mockery And also to withstand his fears and his flaws. Noah took a stance, but not on his own strength. He knew that if if he, if, if Noah knew that if he stood for what he believed without any evidence, that God would provide everything that he needed to accomplish what God wanted him to accomplish. Most you know, most times, if you think about this, most time architectures, right, they, they have some type of blueprint that they created. It used to be, it used to be drawn out, right? It, something mapped out for them. Uh, and, and many of the architectures, they were educated, right? They learned about construction. They learned about buildings. They learned about materials. They learned about angles. They learned about all of these different things, right? Designs and and drawing things out. But Noah didn't have all that. He didn't have any 3D software to help him out. Uh Uh-uh. 
Noah, God provided Noah measurements. And Noah just did everything that God commanded him to do. This, I would say, in itself sounds impossible. It, it, it sounds unrealistic. It sounds crazy, right? But God wants us to believe in the impossible. He wants to infuse us with his strength so that we can have an unwavering faith like Noah. A faith that that doesn't need evidence. It only needs a word from God. All you need is one word. That's all you need. You don't need anything else. If you have a word from God, you got to hold on to it. You can't let it fall to the ground. You got to hold on to that word tight and believe that it will come to pass. That's all you need today. Stop thinking about what you have, what you don't have. When God has already made provisions for you, just like he made provisions for Noah. He made provisions for Noah. Now, Noah tried his best to, you know, preach to the people for them to change their ways, but they didn't listen. They didn't listen. But but for you, God is not asking you to tell everyone what he's doing in your life. There could be some dreams. There could be some places that God is trying to take you, that he's trying to move you to. And everybody can't handle the promise. Everybody can't handle your dream. Some people don't have enough faith to believe that all things are possible. Some people don't have enough faith to to, to believe beyond that certain mindset of of no spoon. I I talked about that a few few weeks ago with the Matrix, right? If If you remember that part in the Matrix, Neo had to get to the point of there is no spoon. I need to believe beyond the spoon. I I see the spoon, but there is no spoon. So some people do not even have the mindset to believe without evidence. So God is asking you today, can you believe me even with the naysayers? Even if they mock you, even if, if, if the doctor's report says one thing, even if they won't let you out of prison, even if, if your family mistreats you, your, your family abandoned you, your family rejected you, even when things didn't go right. Can you believe me when you don't see how you're going to get out of this? Can you believe me that I will do what I promised I said I would do? Can you believe my word? Can you hold on to my word? This this, this is the place that we need to be. The only evidence you need is my word. And that's what God is saying in this season, definitely during this pandemic. Believe what I've said to you. Believe what I promised you. Believe. Hold on to it. Hold on to what I said. Hold on to what I told you what happened. Stop thinking about it has to happen your way. It doesn't have to happen your way. I have multiple ways I can do miracle signs and wonders in your life. It doesn't have to happen one way. You're thinking linear. I don't think linear. There is no dimension. There is no structure to how I think. Because I am the I am. I am Alpha and Omega. Who God. 
Hold on to his word. Stop thinking about the how, the when, the where, and what methods I will use. This is what God is saying. Stop thinking about all of those things and how I will do it. Don't worry about that. Just know I'm going to do it. (laughs) Just know I'm going to do what I said. Just know I'm going to do what I promised for you in this time, in this season, in your life. Just believe it. Nothing is impossible for me. So expand yourself. Expand your faith. Expand your mindset to believe that you don't need any evidence. I don't need to prove anything more to you. I've done enough in your life. You don't need any more proof that I can do it. You don't need any evidence. You don't need any confirmation. Some of you want confirmation. You don't need any of that. All you need is my word. That's all you need. Nothing else matters but my word. I just need you to believe me. I just need you to believe that I am your heavenly father and I have your best interest at heart. I love you without measure. I can do all things if you just believe in me. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place. As the Queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight, stand on the word of God, realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m., for more from your Linus Queen.